0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loon's fans,
1: to another exciting, well, kind of a mixture of emotions week here (laughs) on Loon Talk. Uh, Uh, It's always exciting, Jonathan. Always exciting. Never dull here on Loon Talk as the Loon's have never made anything easy this season. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar for another fantastic week of Loon Talk. Dan, how are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing great. This season, uh, you know, all of a sudden the the end is is very, very near and it's yeah. been been quite a year.
1: It certainly has and it felt like the past couple of weeks because we've had so many games that it's just like, all right, how many more games we got left because this is just a ridiculous amount of prep and work and just quick turnarounds one after another before we get to this final week of the season. And now we don't have a midweek game like half the other teams in the league. do. It's just like, all right, what do I do with my Wednesday now?
0: Yeah, it feels like about a, a week ago we had six or seven matches left, and all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. There's one left. So <laughs> right. it's been kind of a crazy, crazy finish. And, you know, that's one thing that, you know, we, we complained about some of the things that the uh, MLS does and scratch our heads and wonder. But you know what? They've done a great job of – I guess you, you – Give the league credit for this. The parody in the league, particularly in the West, every year and the decision day, you know, leaving some flex in the schedule to, uh, to get some of the best matchups to, to televise nationally the best matchups. Because, you know, it's depending on what happens here, then, you know, between now and, uh, Thursday, there's going to be a couple of matches and possibly the Minnesota one that, that are going to be very, very meaningful on decision day.
1: Absolutely. And we'll get to the future schedule here in a little bit down the rest of the show, but let's, uh, let's jump right into the weekend in review. Mm-hmm. Interesting weekend in review. We won't talk much about Vancouver because we've got a ton to talk about from sporting Kansas City. Um, but let's start off with that Vancouver match. Cause that's how you, we usually work here on Loon Talk chronological mm-hmm. order. Vancouver two, Minnesota one, one of the more disappointing results I can remember from this season the loons at times felt like they were allowed to control the game. Like Vancouver was just allowing them to control where the ball was played at and played with. And then Minnesota just just at time. And I think Adrian, he kind of hinted at this as well. He just, he didn't feel like his team played with enough urgency as well. He said that in our, our pre-match interview against sporting Kansas city, he was a little disappointed with the end result. Like he liked that they were controlling the game just, they The end result just wasn't there, and they just couldn't find a way to break down Vancouver, who were sitting really deep that night, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, it it felt like a very disappointing result, just by the way, just because of the way it broke down.
0: yeah, if, if of the last say handful of matches, that one was one that did stick out, um, because most of the other matches here down the stretch have had that urgency. Um, and there's been that playoff feel and there's been that, that chippiness, that intensity that um, we often said, this is, this is playoff soccer. I mean, that's what's, what's happening. Yeah. And so I don't know why, uh, but I think maybe we overthink it when, when, all you have to do is realize that, you know, they played what six matches in three weeks, pretty much. I mean, it was just, everything was so pushed together and, And, you know, they didn't play that bad against Vancouver. They, it was just the same story the whole season. Didn't capitalize on the chances they had, didn't uh, use the, you know, the possession and, and the control that they had at times to, to get themselves into a position to win. And, and that's been going on all season. So that's nothing new. Um, and that's just, that's just what this team is. And, and when you play that way, you're gonna you're gonna win some tight matches, but you're gonna lose some too, because you're playing on the edge every single every single match out. Absolutely. You're playing on that fine razor's edge of of winning and losing, and that's why their record is close to five hundred. That's why, you know, they've been involved in so many uh tight, low scoring matches. And I don't see how that's gonna change here, you know, with one match to go and, and hopefully playoffs. Right. Yeah, it, it
1: feels like a team that Knows what they are at this point. They would like to be something else. They would like to be a more attacking team. Mm-hmm. But at this point in the season, I I don't imagine if you're going to try and make the playoffs, don't change what you are. Just lean into what you are at this point. You're a super mm-hmm. defensive team that can shut out the best of them, and we've seen that the past three weeks, essentially. Brian White, yeah, he did score a goal, but he wasn't left a whole lot of chances against Vancouver. Uh, Christian Arango didn't have a whole ton of chances for LAFC, and then mm-hmm. we'll get to it in a little bit. Johnny Russell completely shut out of the match. For Sporting Kansas City, this team knows what they are in a really good defensive setup. It's just the attacking front four, despite the amount of talent they have up front. They have they have up there with one of the best front fours in the league talent wise on paper wise. It's great. But performance wise and result wise, it just hasn't been there all season. And I think at this point of the season, you have to be OK with that. Because it's just too late in the season to change anything. It's, <laughs> is, if you're at the it, playoffs it, it, already. Just lean into the defensive approach. It,
0: it is. It is what it is. And and if it yes. does change, some strange reason, uh, <laughs> they find the the touch in the playoffs, um, then yeah, it's going to be great. But you, you have to go in assuming that this is who they are. They're a team that's going to you know have to win one nil. They're going to have to uh, you know in the playoffs, you know. Go to a scoreless draw at the end of ninety minutes. I mean, this is who they are, and and it doesn't show any signs that it's going to be different in the playoffs. They scored uh, three goals just two times all year. Even and even then, it's funny because you're a team that's a a borderline playoff team right now. Actually, right now, until the other teams play, they're sitting in fifth. Right, so uh, you're you're an upper half team, but there's teams in the bottom that have scored. You know. Almost twice as many goals as this team, so that just tells you how good the defense is. And it's not—it's not exciting. Um, it's not glamorous. It's not glitzy to to score, you know, about you know 0. 0.75 goals per match. But it does make for sure from exciting matches because even well, we'll get to the uh, the latest match. Even when you feel like you should be able to pull away and have a little comfort level at the end it just hasn't happened all year. Yeah. So buckle up if this team makes the playoffs, um it it could be very exciting. Absolutely. It will be exciting. We did get a good thing out of the Vancouver match though. What's that? Fernando Adi finally found the goal. <laughs> How is that good? I mean does does that make a does that make a difference in anybody's life? I mean <laughs> no. it 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 gave us excitement for about 30 seconds and then you realize that yeah, there's no, no, we're not going to get another chance. So hope good, opened for, up good for, for him.
1: Yeah. Hope opened up that they could find a draw in the last three minutes of nah. that one, but that was quickly yeah, really. shut out because Vancouver just held onto the ball. But yeah, we never touched I mean, the
0: ball after that. So well.
1: it took, I mean, it took him what? 200 some odd minutes and seven shots in those 200 minutes to get a goal. So mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: I'm sure whoever Fernando Adi plays for next year, they'll have that to show on his highlight reel. When they sign him, so yeah, good for them. <laughs>
1: when they do the highlight reel, tweeted, "Hey, we brought in yes. Fernando Adi. Look that'll be this. the goal that they show."
0: Look at this guy score! Yeah,
1: <laughs> it wasn't a pretty goal, but they all count the same.
0: <laughs> Actually, it was all kind right. of a fun goal. So yeah,
1: it was just a mess. It was it kind was of it? an
0: entertaining goal. He, you know, he stayed with it. Now, if that had been his, you know, fifteenth goal of the year,
1: He'll it'd take. have been a
0: spectacular goal. But it was his first. So <laughs> got one more. he's got one more than me. <laughs> he's got one more than me, too.
1: One more than this entire show combined. And all our guests combined. Well, just, Adrian Heath was a guest, so he's got more than that. But just all our one guests more outside of Adrian me. Heath.
0: I guess I worded it wrong. See, he's got just one more than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Now on to more fun. Minnesota United sporting Kansas City on Sunday. Yesterday on Halloween, a rare noon game. But despite the noon time theatrics, uh, the very early arrival time for all of us, one of the best atmospheres I can remember in a couple of years, full house, yeah. 19,000 fans, uh, sell out for the final home game of the season, and that place was rocking from minute one all the way to minute 90. It was yeah. outstanding. The fans did a great job willing that team on to a win.
0: I think I told you after uh, we, we finished, the match was over, and we went to our first break after Wonderwall, and – Mm-hmm. Uh, I took my headset off and I said, I forgot how loud this place gets. Yeah. It was, it was thunderous because we didn't have that last year. And, and, uh, and then the year before we had a home playoff game and lost. So that was kind of the, we didn't get, didn't kind of get that feel in that, uh, yeah, loss. So yeah, it's been a long time and it was pretty cool. It's pretty fun. And yeah, the fans are, you know, sensational and, um, you know, I don't think we're going to get another one back at uh, at Allianz. Mathematically, still, apparently, it still it mathematically could, but, it's
1: possible, but
0: yeah, realistically, yeah, it's not happening. But you know, have to there's rely on a whole lot, and, of, and,
1: lot of luck,
0: and and who knows? You know, maybe they. You know, I, here's the thing: if they can, if they can get in the playoffs, which you know, obviously, there's a chance. I don't know if this team is one and done or if they make another run to the Western Conference Final because when your defense is that good, you have a chance to win every night out. No matter who you're playing, you have a chance.
1: Before you go any further, that actually leads right into my one big question. We'll do it here. Uh, One big question.
0: Ah, One big question. I was going to ask you for the sounder, but you were drinking water at the time, so
1: hold on. One big question. Are the Loons a tournament team? In the fact that, I mean, are they more built for a tournament setting than they are built to withstand a full regular season? Because we've seen this regular season. They have the talent, on paper anyways, to go up against any team on any given day. But for the entirety of the season, it just seems like they can't put it together week in and week out. Can you get that for a run of three games? Can you get the best out of these players game in and game out for a three-game stretch uh, when you know it's just one and done?
0: I think they are because when you get into the playoffs, um, you get a lot, you get a lot of low scoring, close contests. They've been playing in those all season. I mean, this team, this team, I don't think has panic in them. Uh, How many times have they given up the first goal of the match and managed to stick around? I'm not saying that they, they come back and win all the time. I'm not saying that they, they're this great team that comes from behind all the time, but they, they've had to get used to playing from behind because they've done it so often and then on the other foot then sometimes they score they've got the two quickest goals in franchise history this year right I mean it it doesn't even none of this makes sense whatsoever you know right it doesn't and that's why they're sitting where they are it comes down to decision day um they're just they're just this team that has, has kind of gone through almost everything they've been blown out this year the only thing they haven't done is blown anybody out. Yeah. Well, there's they still one game haven't. left. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but my goodness. So, so I think that, yeah, I think I think mentally they're as prepared as any team for um, the postseason. And I think it's going to come down to uh, can they, you know, can they score two goals? You know, because you, you're going to – you sure, you can win. You can win scoring one goal. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can win three in a row in the playoffs, scoring a goal a game.
1: Not against. I don't the likes think of you have to in Kansas City and Seattle,
0: right? I don't think you have to score three again. I don't think you have to score nine goals over three games to win them. But I think no. you probably got to score five or six. So, yeah. um, I, I just at this point, yeah, I think they are. I think mentally they're prepared as anybody for the for the postseason. Um, you know, it would just be a shame if they didn't get in because then we'll never know.
1: Right. I, I'm along the same boat as you. I think they are more of a tournament team than a regular season team. And that starts with the defense. As you mentioned, when you get to the playoffs, the style of play changes so much. It becomes more focused on defense and not letting the other team play or score a goal because teams get a, teams and coaches for some reason, I mean, I get it. It's one one game and you're out. It, that's kind of how it is mm-hmm. at this point in the That's how it is in the playoffs teams and coaches get a little bit more cautious than they do in the normal, in the regular season that they don't want to let the other team score. They'd rather be the team that makes the least amount of mistakes. Can Mm -hmm. you rely on this team, not making mistakes? And so far since basically after that first four game stretch, Minnesota has done a very good job of making, of not being the team that makes the most mistakes. Their defense has been outstanding this season. It's been rock solid. With Michael Boxel and Bakai Debassy in the center, in front of Tyler Miller, who's done a really good job—not so much of late—but for the majority of the season, Tyler Miller has been one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I think that yeah. this team, the way they're set, the way they set up defensively, and the way they just absolutely shut down opposing attackers, is going to really hurt and really confound and really trouble some of the attacks that they will have to go up against the Western Conference, and they've been playing the Western Conference all season long, so they know all the opponents that they'll play. It's just, can they do it on the road? That's my only concern with this team, is if they're able to do it on the road. And as you said, mentally, they've been playing in a playoff atmosphere or a playoff mindset since those that first four games. Because when you put yourself <laughs> down 0-4 yeah. to start the season, and you have to claw your way back from that, you're already in a playoff mentality. Now, whether they get worn out, By that point, whether they're worn out after what the two week break that they'll have after this final game of the season and the playoffs starting, who knows? But mentally, they've been in the playoffs since week five of this season. So, yeah, I think they're, I think for me, they are definitely a team that's more of a tournament team than a regular season team.
0: Yeah, I think that with this, with with the defense that they have and, and what they've done lately, as you mentioned earlier, against some of the hottest, you know, score goal scorers in the league. And, and I think what that does is, I think we've seen, and I think that's the reason why we've seen such some chippiness and some some uh, yellow cards, a few red cards. Is I think that teams get frustrated with that. Yeah, you know, they come into a match and they think they should be able to beat Minnesota. They shouldn't have any problem beating Minnesota, and maybe they do, but it's so difficult, and they have to um, change their ways and and adjust uh, their their offensive tactics in order to find a way. Uh, to beat them, it, it just Minnesota has, it has. I guess if you ask around the league, I think maybe the word would be they're they're very difficult to beat. I mean, they yeah. don't they, they aren't necessarily going to beat you, but it's going to be difficult. And you know, last year I don't think anybody any you know, we didn't expect them to make a run, and they were you know leading. They, we forget that they were leading two 0 yeah. in the Western Conference uh, Final, and man, I didn't want to bring that up. That was that was an ugly that was an ugly mess, but. Yeah. As you say, they're
1: they're difficult to beat. It's going to take the spectacular, and that's what it yeah. took in the, the playoffs last year. It took Seattle doing the spectacular, scoring three mm-hmm. goals in 18 minutes in the final 18 minutes of the match to get the win and go on to the MLS Cup playoffs. It took that to get past yeah. Minnesota in the playoffs last year. If they can harness whatever that was that led them through their playoffs last year into these playoffs, and now you have better attacking talent, you have – a much more experienced veteran goalkeeper, not saying Dane St. Clair didn't perform well. I'm just saying Tyler Miller has more experience than D- Dane St. Clair. You have the defense fully healthy in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a midfield duo of Ozzy Alonzo and Will Trapp that has been spectacular down the last couple months here. And you have the attack in front of them. This is going to be a really tough team to try and, to try and beat in the playoffs. Cause you're not going to, they're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to go out and beat them and you're going to have to do the spectacular to do it.
0: And and if they and if they get in the playoffs by winning on the road, which is very difficult uh, that's for been them, a lot this season. No, uh, in L.A. It's a tough, tough environment. You know, then you go okay. Well, where where are we going to go for the first playoff game? That's going to be any more difficult than that, right? So, question. Um. Yeah.
1: Another question here didn't prompt the, didn't have this one planned. No matter what the win will be. No matter so say they win on Sunday no matter what, mm-hmm. however it occurs, whether it's 1-0, 2-1, whatever it is, because of the stakes, is that a statement win for this season?
0: Yeah, absolutely, because there haven't been that many this year. Um, yeah. And sometimes, don't you look back at it, Jonathan, and think of how many times you know we left the stadium scratching our head going, what what the hell just happened? Yeah, did they but just yet, win or did they lose? Yeah, it, it was a weird year, and, and so there haven't. When you think about it, there have been a couple of wins where you went. That was a big win that got them going. You know, they had a run of what was that run mid season without a loss. Do you remember how many no, that was?
1: I can't remember it off the top of my head. But it was, was it was a it
0: was, it was a nice run, and it it kind of it kind of leveled the the ship and and erased that zero four start. But even during that there were some wins where you, it was more like, wow, how do we pull that one out? It was two losses in
1: 17 matches.
0: Two and 17. Okay. So, and that's the kind of run that, that bad teams don't make, you know, good, good teams make runs like that, but it was all based on defense. So um, yeah, it would be a huge statement win. Really? It's a, it's a, it's a playoff win. It's like a playoff win. um, Win or you're done and, I don't know how it'll play out after Tuesday or Wednesday, but I think is it, I think if you, once it all breaks down, I think there's a really good chance that's what it'll be. You win, yeah. win, and you're in; lose, and you're done.
1: Yeah, either way you look at it, any way you look at it, depending even depending on the results um, that come up in the next couple of days, because there's a game tonight, there's a game on Tuesday, there's a handful mm-hmm. of games on Wednesday, and right. then every game is played around the same time, depending on what conference you're in uh, on Sunday on decision day. Um, but yeah, I think. I think it should be no matter how it happens because of the stakes for me, it's a statement win just based off of final game of the season. You haven't won a lot on the road. You've actually looked pretty bad on the road at times and you needing a win on the road to get into the playoffs to end the season. Yeah. It's going to be a statement win for me. Let's get back to the sporting Kansas city game. Cause there's still plenty to talk about there for me as bad as the Vancouver performance felt because of how they played the sporting Kansas city performance felt just the opposite. It felt outstanding. They had utterly dominated Sporting Kansas City for majority a majority of that match. Sporting Kansas City, who had just gotten uh, a a good win out in Seattle, not the easiest place to do, and just bumped themselves up to up into first place in the Western Conference. This is a Sporting Kansas City side that came in wanting to win and still playing because they want to lock up that number one spot, and they couldn't do anything yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was. Um... You know, as good defensively as I've seen them. And and before the match, I said, you know, Johnny Russell going into that match, one of the one of the the hottest players in MLS coming in. Ten
1: goals, eight games. I mean, yeah. He'd
0: been just destroying people. And to see him be, you know, not only not a huge factor, but barely get touches in the first half. Now he did get a touch on their goal. Um right? Didn't he get that first touch?
1: Yeah, he got the assist on it
0: I believe. He he got Okay. So and even that being said, that was all he did. You know? And Yeah, he didn't and, register and a that, single shot. No, he did not. Which so, is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, when when a player and we've seen that happen week in week out. So, we know that, you know, this team can do that defensively and and that's, you know, and we saw the frustration on on Sporting side. Uh, they they got frustrated, Johnny Russell got frustrated and and that's what this team can do, but um yeah, I mean, it was so well done um it it's hard to believe when you think back that you know if there was ever a match where you you worked hard and deserved that third goal to let yourself relax just for a moment at the end of the match, yeah, it seemed like that was the one it it should have happened. I thought it was going to happen, but that would be that would be easy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and this team doesn't do anything easy.
1: No, of course not. Um, As you mentioned, the defense outstanding, not allowing Johnny Russell, a single shot on the evening, despite coming into that one, 10 goals in the last eight matches for sporting Kansas city, just absolutely on fire. And that's the third, it felt like the third or fourth game in a row where Minnesota had to face one of the league's hottest goal scorers yeah. and they just completely shut him down. Like, yes, I mentioned Brian White did score a goal, but other than that, he didn't, he wasn't really a factor. I mean, he, he was part of the reason why they got the own goal off Michael Boxel, but he had basically two chances on the evening. Yes, he took them and he took them well, but for the most part, Brian White was kind of unheard of. And then Christian mm-hmm. Arango completely unheard of, other than the fluke free kick he gets through Tyler Miller's legs. And then Johnny Russell absolutely just nowhere. Just, you couldn't find him. If you were looking with, if you're looking for him with a microscope, you couldn't find him at all. Um, as good as the defense was, the attack was also pretty good. Dangerous as well. Uh, they cut through the Sporting Kansas City defense just time after time on Sunday, and it just felt like that attack has finally started to click. They're starting to know where each other are. They're they're also moving each other. They're moving in different spots of where they they start their attack. So you saw a number of times. Adrian Anu moved out to the left, and you saw Emmanuel Reynoso or Robin Lode they kind of all just rotated. Franco Frangepani as well. They all just started rotating where they where they started their attacks, and it was confusing defenses. The Sporting Kansas City defenses. They were trying to keep track of where everybody was.
0: And a lot of that stuff, Jonathan, you can't coach. That comes with that comes with uh, you know minutes together yeah. and playing as a unit. And, and the four of them, uh, we'd have to look up the uh, we'd have to look it up to see how many matches those four have started together. But it's not very many. Um. No and i they they seem to be getting a little bit better the chemistry up there is a little bit better every match now it still hasn't resulted in in any kind of you know consistent goal scoring um no, that's but true. At, le- at least at least you can see that it's improving and you know you know there's not one match left to go and and if it gets a little bit better and you know if they find a way into the playoffs then you just got to hope that they continue to get better and better and um you know as long as that defense holds up i think our i think our right and left backs are done getting suspended hopefully cross our fingers <laughs> for a little while and yeah. uh, i mean the yellow cards together. reset
1: set into the playoffs so just get through yeah. this one with without Emmanuel Reynoso getting another yellow card and i think we should be safe
0: yeah yeah so it's it's going to be very interesting
1: the other thing to note from yesterday's 2-1 win for Minnesota over Sporting Kansas City is that apparently nobody knows what the hell a red card is anymore. I'm going to do the just slides in a scissor tackle if I've ever seen one. the One of the most dangerous tackles that I've seen on a soccer pitch in a very long time just completely takes out Emmanuel Reynoso, not even going for the ball. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso, I went back and watched the replay of it that ESPN had, and his leg gets stuck in there, and if it gets stuck in a little bit more, uh, we're talking about a long term injury for Emmanuel I right know so that is an absolutely dangerous it is a horrifying tackle that somehow was only given a yellow they even checked it on VAR and it was still just stayed a yellow I don't know what we have to do in this league to get a red card dished out I mean you mentioned on the broadcast probably good that Minnesota didn't get a red card considering their luck again their luck playing up a man but
0: hasn't done still, much good
1: <clears> but still that that if anything deserved a red card because it was just a terrible tackle that shouldn't be seen in this game
0: yeah i don't know what the point of having var is if you're gonna it's almost i wonder it's almost like the var ref doesn't really want to and he's not right. comfortable overturning the call that the ref made on the pitch right. and and if that's the problem then that's an internal problem the league has to deal with because Absolutely. instant replay at any level in any sport doesn't work unless you're going to go by what you see on the screen. If the yep. VAR VAR ref is going, yeah, I probably would have called that a red, but you know, I'm not going to piss off the uh, the, the referee because then I got to answer to him after the match. And and if that's what's going on, I I don't know if that's what's going on, but I kind of have a feeling that that has something to do with it because so often in these situations, uh, VAR and, and, and you know that the referee is talking to the VARF and he's looking at it and you kind of see a consistency in sticking with what the referee called on the pitch. Well, if that's what you're going to do, then, then don't use it. But why not? And I know they want to keep the game moving. And, and when we watch NFL games, we hate when the referee goes over and he's under the hood watching the video over yeah. and over again. But I got to give them credit. It sometimes feels a little lengthy but they get it right. Yeah. Get it right. It just, if you're going to use VAR, get it right.
1: And it feels like so many times this season, and particularly in the last month or so, there's been a number, and it's starting to grow to, I mean, it's already unacceptable but uh, that they miss even just one or two, but it's at the point where it's a ridiculous amount of calls across any all the games, not just Minnesota games, but all the games. Orlando had one, had a game-winning goal taken back off, a foul that is non-existent yesterday and it just (laughs) baffles me because orlando's fighting for a playoff spot and now they might lose out on the playoffs because the ref and the var called a foul that didn't happen how many times is this going to keep happening in this league and with these officials before something gets done because those officials i mean they've already had a number of calls overturned by the disciplinary committee that are like yeah that that shouldn't have happened. The Emmanuel Reynoso one sticks out a couple weeks ago. That wasn't a red card and it was called a red card immediately. And no one ever looked at it. And it's just it stayed a red card. And then you have the one yesterday. That's obviously a red card. You had the team the Tim Melia thing a couple from last week against <laughs> Seattle, where he, he basically half suplexes, AK rock bottoms, Christian Roldan, on.
0: Only mean, called a yellow he card. Just, he just caught him off balance. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. The best thing about that one is that Tim Mealy had got up and acted like Christian Roldan had wronged him. Tim Mealy is a hothead. And I had a buddy who texted me at halftime. He goes, oh, my gosh, Tim Mealy is a hothead. He needs to calm yeah. down. I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's the guy who got up and argued that Christian Roldan wronged him after he just rock-bottomed Christian Roldan.
0: Listen, it, it, took, it took the National Football League and Major League Baseball uh, quite a while. To fine tune what they were doing, so all I could say is hopefully MLS is learning from a year like this, and you know they need to take the the referees that are on the pitch and rotate them up into the VIR booth once in a while, so that there is no concern. They do. I yeah. don't know if we've had any of the of uh... no, they're rotated in. Yeah. Okay, well that to me should. Should cause uh, should change a problem unless they've got, you know, the the code amongst referees that we're not going to screw with each other. But there's something wrong there and they've got to get it figured out. Otherwise, get rid of it, because right now you're not going to use it
1: correctly. Don't use it at all. We'd
0: be right. All that does is frustrate coaches, players, fans, broadcasters, uh, vendors, T-shirt salespeople. T-shirt it just does guy. So, yeah. So if you don't, if you're not going to use it correctly, get rid of it because it doesn't do any good. And, and yeah. I hope that the league, you know, makes some changes there next year so that, you know, and I don't see how they can't because having to overturn calls, the league doesn't want to do it. The referees don't want it to happen. Um, and when you have to overturn calls like that, that's a pretty much a red flag. So hopefully they don't ignore that.
1: Right. and, at this point, everybody just wants consistently. Yeah. Consistency. Get Not it right. consistency in the bad, which we've been getting. We want it consistently <laughs> good. It's
0: consistently bad. It's consistently yeah. wrong. Come on. It <laughs> cannot be this
1: difficult. You have replay. We have the technology. Get it right. I mean, yeah. just follow the cues, as you said, of of the National Football League, who they finally have started turning the corner and getting it right the first time instead of getting it wrong and having this national outrage week in and week out. And that's what we're having right now amongst uh, MLS soccer fans that are I MLS mean, soccer fans that everything's wrong right now and it's just it's ridiculous it shouldn't the be wrong
2: It is wrong to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental emotional and physical health and that's where the sleep number bed comes in and let me tell you ever since I've had it my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher
1: Uh, not saying that this is true yet, but if you look at MLS's website, I mean, it hasn't been announced yet. But if you look at MLS's website, FS1, LA Galaxy hosting at Minnesota United, we will still take it on the air on Score North, 4:30 uh, p.m. pre-match, 5 p.m. kickoff on Score North, nationally televised game. The national television powers that be decided to take that game because of what is on the line for each of those teams as they fight for playoff spots in the Western conference, Dan, an exciting afternoon out in Los Angeles for Minnesota against the galaxy side. They've had some struggles against had some success against this season, but I believe it's the first time they go out there this season.
0: Yeah. And, and when you looked, I looked at the schedule for uh Sunday after Sunday's match after Sunday's win. And I looked and I said, well, You know they're going to pick up our match, and then they're going to pick up probably Sporting Kansas City and and Real Salt Lake because I think those were the two. Because I think theirs is early because there's only two start times on on Decision Day.
1: Yeah, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. So Eastern Conference, uh, it looks like by going according to MLS's website, ESPN picked up Nashville versus New York Red Bulls, and then the Western Conference FS1 picked up our game.
0: Okay, so it was going to be one of those two, either our match or. You know, I figured it was going to be sporting against uh Real Salt Lake. So, um deservedly so. Minnesota has earned a, a chance to be in the spotlight, and they get to go on the road with a chance to, I know it sounds dumb, but they get the chance to control their destiny. Yeah. I mean, is that so bad? I mean – would it, would it, wouldn't it? It could be much worse. It could be you have to win. This team has to lose. This team has to lose. This team has to draw or lose. I mean, that, that might still be the case because there's teams behind us be. with the game in hand that'll play either tonight,
1: tomorrow night, or Wednesday night that could yes. bump us back down to eighth place, theoretically. If, but yes, right now, Minnesota have done their part to put this in their hands.
0: I think. Unless, yeah, unless everything goes horribly the worst possible way in the next uh, two or three days. um, And I don't think it will go that wrong for us. Uh, I mean, looking at the schedules. It should be uh, a chance to win and get in. Yeah, Yeah.
1: look at the schedules coming up. LA Galaxy at Seattle tonight after we're done recording. Uh, uh, We're recording at 7 p.m. right now. Game kicks off in two hours. Uh, I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, We need Seattle to win that one. Uh, Minnesota would then be above LA Galaxy going into decision day. Then tomorrow night, LAFC host the Vancouver Whitecaps. Vancouver currently, well, both teams currently sit below Minnesota. LAFC could be eliminated from playoff contention should they lose, I believe. Uh, Vancouver, if they win, they will automatically lock up a playoff spot. Um, But Vancouver currently sit one point below Minnesota because Minnesota won yesterday. Vancouver does have that game in hand. Which they will play tomorrow at LAFC. So, <laughs> kind of hoping for a draw there. To be honest with you, I don't know, I ca- I don't know I that keep- I want LAFC winning to continue their hopes of a playoff no. spot. No, I, and
0: I keep i've I've looked at the schedule, looked at the standings, and I just get a headache. It's too <laughs> many, too many possibilities, and and it's it's going to be crazy. So, I think you take it one day at a time. See what happens Absolutely. tonight. Take another look at the standings in the morning. It'll be slightly clearer, maybe a little less hazy. And then after the games on Tuesday, it'll be a little more clear. So each day, you'll be able to get a little bit better feel of what is going to be necessary to happen on Sunday for Minnesota to make the playoffs. The one I'm
1: questioning, though, is the Wednesday game that we'll all be watching. Rail Salt Lake Mm -hmm. hosting Portland Yep. on at 9 30 p.m. on wednesday this is kind of our predict the schedule because we're not actually going to just we're not going to do a full segment predicting one game we'll get to that in a little bit um mm-hmm. but wednesday night we Salt Lake hosting portland portland sitting a point above minnesota in the standings with that game in hand portland sitting in that fourth and final home playoff spot so as we mentioned minnesota with a theoretical chance a mathematical chance of hosting a playoff game they would need portland to lose but if you get real salt lake to win on Wednesday, we else it like jumps back above you in the standings <laughs> based off of total wins. So, I, I mean, know. I'm See, kind of hoping for a draw. And then yeah. Portland's only two points ahead of you going into decision day. But then you got to hope that Austin somehow gets a win at Portland. On yeah. decision day.
0: You're giving me a headache again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. You just, all these, all these no, different it's, scenarios it's, that you want it's, or could
0: happen. It's fun, but. By the time you get done having your fun and looking through it, you go, I don't know anything. I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing. Let's wait and see what happens tonight and then look again tomorrow and go from there. I just think that the likelihood is win and you're in. Maybe we're in a situation where a draw gets us in. Maybe we need to win and we need someone else to lose to get in. I don't know. I'm not sure. But it's – it's it's gonna be fun. I mean it's like you said, I think the MLS has done a great job uh having just two start times, you know, for just, just about every team in the league and, and and um yeah, it's it should be fun. Is there anything is there anything exciting in the East?
1: Um let me take a look at their standings again here. I mean I I'm we've sure been there so is, wrapped up in
0: this, Yeah, we've been so wrapped up in the West that yeah, we've been so wrapped up in the West, I've, I haven't even, I've hardly glanced at the Eastern Conference standings. Because at the end of the day, we don't really care about the East. So, <laughs>
1: uh, New England obviously ran away with everything this yeah. year, seventy three, which points. took the they, fun out of it. They've set the record for most points in a season. So, congratulations to Bruce Arena, who I know wasn't concerned about that all season long. Though his quote after he did get after he did get the win and get get the most amount of points in a single season was hilarious because he took over the team in 2019. He goes, I'm not going to quote it verbatim because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but he goes, it's amazing what we've accomplished in the two years because of the shit show I took over two years ago. <laughs> His words.
0: Wow. Wow. It was amazing. Good for him. You know what? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a, it's been a great turnaround for them over the past two years, but it's kind of one you expected with Bruce Arena, the best coach in U.S. history, uh, taking over a New England side that, yes, they do have the Crafts, as their owner. So they've got money to spend there and they've spent it wisely, but it's also an ownership group that has kind of avoided their soccer team for the past 20 years. Um, But Bruce Arena has done a great job there. The rest of the conference, Philadelphia and Nashville sit on 53 points. So they're fighting it out for second place. Uh, New York city locked up a playoff spot uh, this last weekend on 50 points, Orlando on 48. They could have used the three points they would have gotten against Nashville this weekend had that goal not been called out for some reason. Um, Atlanta has climbed themselves back into the playoffs on 47 points and New York Red Bulls on 46 points. So what was it, two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. We were joking that the league could have all of Chicago, all of New York, and all of L.A. outside of the playoffs, and all of a sudden New York City's locked up a playoff spot and Mm -hmm. the Red Bulls are right there fighting for a playoff spot. And D.C. has plummeted down from what seemed like hosting a playoff game to now out of the playoffs. And then the defending champs, Columbus Crew, have been outside of the playoffs looking in all season long they're on 44 points, and they need a win on Wednesday or they need a win on Sunday and some other results to go their way to get into the playoffs uh, to defend their title.
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, very interesting keeping tabs on both the East and the West on Sunday to see how this thing uh, shakes out.
1: The only thing we were watching really in the East was who was going to win the, the wooden spoon because it was going to come from the East, and we all knew it was going to be Cincinnati who mm. would finish as the worst record in the league when mm-hmm. – they didn't get it last year off of technicalities. They didn't award a wooden spoon last year, but it would be the first time in league history that it's been awarded to, or the same team has won it three years in a row. So wow. Congratulations, That's... Cincinnati. Starting Got off that. strong, setting records. Got that going for you. Good job. You. <laughs> just brutal for their fan base. They can't get a home win. They've won once at home all season in their brand-new stadium, and they just, like, it. just, what, three years of just terrible play from them and they just can't get it right hopefully their new gm and their new head coach whoever it happens to be can finally set things straight there because it does seem like an awesome fan base and it's a fan base that can't wait to host us mexico coming up here in a couple weeks for us qualify or world cup qualifier can't wait to see that there um but yeah other than that not really a whole lot to talk about in the eastern conference so let's do our predict the schedule the one last game of the season la galaxy on sunday as we mentioned 5 p.m kickoff 4 30 p.m pre-match show, Dan, you are signifying zero one to me or
0: 1-0 for Minnesota. I I've been I've picked them to win this match and I haven't faltered so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall off it now. I'm I'm not only gonna pick that they win on Sunday, I think they win one nil.
1: I really wish we would have recorded this later tonight, but it would have been way <laughs> too late can't. for all of us because I <laughs> want to see what LA Galaxy put out put together on our tonight against Seattle to know for sure. I'm going to go with a win just based off the performance we saw yesterday at Allianz Field. I hope, I hope they can pull that together next Sunday because if they can do that next Sunday and have that have those two performances back to back going into the playoffs, that's a really good mark. I'm going to predict a win here. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm not going to predict a scoreline like you will. Uh, I think they'll only win by a single goal, but I don't know how many goals will be scored to do that. So so you, yeah, think I'm, I'm you think it'll, it'll
0: be, be like six to five? Then is that what you're thinking?
1: My gosh, that would be amazing to end the season <laughs> like that. Can't score three goals all season. And all of a sudden you end the season
0: doubling it by scoring six. I mean, I mean if, oh. if this team, if this team is going to win by one goal, it's either one nail or two, one, what are your other choices? If it's six, five,
1: how many, how many years wear off Adrian he's like, six, five, no way.
0: <laughs> that just isn't gonna happen. You just
1: ditched it. It's gonna be six five, and I'm just gonna be dead no of trying way. to clip together highlights.
0: There won't be a total of six goals between the two teams. There's no way. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> well, let's
1: get to it. Let's get to write that if, down. Because- if you'll
0: give if you'll let me get a point for saying there'll be less than six total goals, I'll take it, but that would be too easy. <laughs> I'm I'm desperate. I'm desperate, but I'm not that desperate. <laughs>
1: All right, let's get to write that down right now. Uh, We kind of just went over what happened in the rest of the league. I'll I'll put together the standings here for you one last time before going to write that down. So Minnesota go into this evening anyways. There's still games to be played. Portland sitting on 49 points on 32 games played uh, in in fourth place. Minnesota fifth place, 33 games and 48 points. So a point Mm -hmm. out of the home playoff spots. Below them by just a point, Vancouver on – Forty-seven points in thirty-two games played. They'll play at LAFC tomorrow night, as I mentioned. LA Galaxy play tonight, so they're on thirty-two games right now, forty-six points in seventh place. Rail Salt Lake in eighth place, forty-five points, thirty-two games played. They will play at or the host Portland on Wednesday, and then LAFC still technically alive, though not really. Uh, Forty-four points on thirty-two games played. They'll play tomorrow night uh, for their playoff lives. They sit in ninth place, so all those teams still fighting mm-hmm. for the final playoff spots in the Western Conference. So now. Time for Write That Down. If you haven't followed us all season long, this is our weekly soccer prediction related segment. We each make three soccer related predictions. At least one of them has to be Minnesota United related. We will keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals, and the most goals at the end of the season I'm
0: wins the Golden Boot. I'm anticipating some controversy tonight. Why? Well, you'll find out.
1: Okay. Well, here's our accountability session. We'll start off with you, Dan. Uh, there's a lot of red today, one green, but a whole lot of red from both well, of us.
0: Yes, but here's the controversy: that's that the bottom red that should be green.
1: No, no, it shouldn't. You that goal no was scored. in.
0: You that goal no was scored. in extra time. I said no scoring in the first 45 minutes. You I did not no say. Sport. I did not say in the first half. I specifically said, for this reason, in the first 45 minutes. There was no scoring in the first 45 minutes against Vancouver. It came in extra time. Now, you can go back and listen, and you see I clearly did not say no scoring in the first half. I said no cl- scoring in the first 45 minutes. So I'm going I'm to check with the judges. and uh, I will
1: ask wait. Headmaster Phil Mackey for ruling on this.
0: I'm going to VAR right now
1: we'll ask we'll ask the head the head arbiter here Phil Mackey for ruling on this right now i'm going to list it as a red but we'll see what happens here we'll see what happens <laughs> the week following we'll update go back next hey week.
0: use var just do the right thing we just want to get it right <laughs> we just want to get it right for once huh jeez well i took like off a bunch points. of red there all right here we go
1: you said earlier this season, Seattle will win the West by eight or more points. I thought they were going to run away impossible. with it. No. Well, they were at one point, but then... I know. They were they now. were
0: just destroying everybody. Oh, well. All right. Then
1: last week, you had the bold claim. You said Román Mentonier will not receive a yellow or red card in either the Vancouver or, San- or Sporting Kansas City matches. Not that bold. Your next point was rather bold. You said he will not accumulate more than three fouls total in those two matches. He had three against Sporting Kansas City and one against Vancouver.
0: I didn't so. think, I, I didn't think he, I thought he would just, cause Roman is not the guy we saw take that red card. No, that's not him. We haven't seen him do that. And so I thought, okay, he's going to have a little inner, uh, inner Zen moment and he's going <laughs> to come to peace with the world and he'll play really, really careful. So anyway, all right, screw it. Let's go. Move on. Are we almost done? Let's look at yours.
1: Well, then, then we have the controversial one. You said there will be no score in the first 45 minutes. I checked
0: with VAR. We're going to overturn that. So.
1: We'll, we'll figure that out. But then you did say Minnesota United will not have a playoff spot clinched by decision day. Well, technically they, they do don't. Right now, so They do congratulations not. Congratulations on All that right. one. I'm also Fine. looking up uh, Got one. total fouls for the season because I'm interested to know what that is. Uh, moving on to my predictions. There's a lot of red,
0: Whoa. Jeez.
1: Remember, I at it's the beginning of the bat. season – I did a whole lot of picks that were we're wow. not going to hit until later in the season. Well,
0: yeah, now they're starting to,
1: to hit, and they're not. You'd hope the right to get a,
0: You'd hope to get one or two of them right. <laughs> but hey, Jeez. I'm in the lead right now. I don't feel so bad.
1: I said Austin FC will win the Wooden Spoon. Well, FC Cincinnati have a clutch on the Wooden Spoon like no other team has ever. clutched Yeah, well, that how thing.
0: you must have said that very early.
1: No, I said that about midway through when there was an actual battle, and Austin oh, okay. FC didn't look like they were able to score goals. But then all of a sudden, Austin FC started upsetting big teams and keeping the Western Conference playoff interesting by beating teams in the playoffs when they were already eliminated. Um, So, yeah, Austin FC don't win the wooden spoon that's named after their owner because he tried to move a team and the fans weren't happy. Um, So I get that one wrong. I said Vancouver and San Jose will finish above LAFC this season. San Jose cannot mathematically finish above LAFC, so I lose that one. Vancouver will finish above LAFC. I said Tyler Miller will have at least two or more clean sheets in the final five games of the season. He hasn't had any so far, so that's not going to happen. Uh, Minnesota, I did say Minnesota United will get at least four points from the next two matches last week. Well, they only got three because they couldn't get a late late Fernando Audi brace to get to get a point out of Vancouver. Did
0: then you I said, just say, did you just say <laughs> a Fernando Audi brace? <laughs> Good yes. lord! That's what they were. That's what we were relying on.
1: Right. And then I said. Right. The,
0: the only thing he's bracing for is a new team.
1: <laughs> it said U.S. women's national team will beat South Korea at Allianz Field by at least three goals. Well, they did that, but I did say Carly Lloyd will score at least twice. She didn't score at all in her final ever. Yeah, appearance. I, thought, I thought that
0: was kind she's of a gutsy call.
1: Well, I mean, she's one of the best goal scorers in this team's history. I figured she might get a couple <clears throat> goals on her way out, but your, she wasn't able your, to win the final 60 minutes.
0: Your history of picking hat-tricks and braces is not good. What does that tell you?
1: trying to tempt me into another pick here.
0: You should go for it. Yeah. I'm sure Chicharito is going to score three or four. Final game of the season.
1: Let's go. All right. Here are the (laughs) records going in to the final regular season. We still have playoffs. Shouldn't the loons get there. We don't know that for sure yet, but we still might have playoffs at hand, but final regular season week of the year, Minnesota, or I am up 19 goals to your 17. Or possibly, or possibly 18 or possibly 18. We don't know for sure, but, uh, Percentage correct-wise, the guests are leading that one easily. Yeah. yeah.
0: But they have the the least amount of picks. They're out Um, of it.
1: I'm up on 26% correct. You're on 24% correct. We each, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, we each have 72 picks that have hit so far this year. So we're each even on the amount of picks that have hit and the amount that are still left to be hit yet. Um, Okay. Dan, it looks like I will start first this week. I'm not going to be duped into a hat trick quite yet. Do it Chicharito. But, but I will say, Dan, write this down. Both Audrey Nanu and Chicharito will score goals this weekend. Okay. Write that down. Okay. That means Audrey Nanu finds a score sheet. Okay. Write that down.
0: All right. All right. You wow. don't believe me? Um, no, I don't believe you. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think how I can counter that, but I, am going to stay. For now, I'm going to stay with what I had originally picked out. Uh, Sunday versus the LA Galaxy. Emmanuel Reynoso will be involved in any or all, I should say, all of Minnesota's goals. I only think there's going to be one. He will be involved in that goal and it does not have to be one of your special assists. It can be a MLS assist.
1: Not my special assist. The rest yeah, of the you, world you, you, calls it an assist. You've got a problem. It's only Americans and hockey you, people that like the, these where, special assists where, by where just do wanting you to
0: li- bump numbers up. I, last time I checked, you live in America.
1: No. Yeah, with it. Just, it's ridiculous that we need to bump these numbers up oh, to make our players stop, look better. Stop, Jack Price you. should be leading the assist t- the assist total, not Carlos Hill, who has been given seven extras. Yeah,
0: well, we should play overtime, too, because this is America.
1: Ugh, overtime. Gross. Get <laughs> overtime out of here. Settle the game in 90 <laughs> minutes or go home. <laughs> all right. Yeah, stupid secondary assist counting for a regular assist. All right, write this down, Dan. Now that you've got me all riled up and mad. so easy. Oh, let's see here. What can I do that will confuse you and dupe you into a pick here?
0: Should let should them let put logos on the field, too. <laughs>
1: No, they did that for for the MLS's back tournament. It looked awful. <laughs> Remember the giant Adidas logo right in the center of the pitch? Yep. That was that was obviously just like put on there by a computer, but it's just it looked awful. Don't should do that. Should run again. the clock.
0: Should run the clock down from forty five each half too.
1: They do that in college soccer, and it's confusing as hell.
0: <laughs> oh, not If you're American, it's not. It looks so dumb.
1: <laughs> it's so dumb. How do you do stoppage time? It doesn't make you sense. You don't.
0: You don't. When someone gets hurt and lays around grabbing their ankle because somebody looked at them, you stop the damn clock.
1: Hey, Cecilio Dominguez isn't on the field on Sunday. He's on a different field. We don't All right, about get that. to your
0: second pick. We're going nowhere here. <laughs>
1: Write this down, Dan. Looking at the standings, I don't – I think I have LA Galaxy out of – no, I don't actually have LA Galaxy out of the playoffs. Write this down. LA Galaxy will lose on Sunday, and they will be eliminated from playoff contention. Write that down. Okay. I have LAFC will miss the playoffs. I don't have LA Galaxy. So okay. I have it on record that both LA teams will miss. The
0: okay. Playoffs. So you're kind of piggybacking on mine. Cause I picked, I think a couple weeks ago that Minnesota would beat them on decision day and eliminate them. So, yeah. So if that happens, we both get a point. So, okay. Uh, Tyler Miller. Mm-hmm. Since I, I'm, I'm throwing all my, I'm so I'm throwing three points into my prediction of a one nil win. Okay. So Tyler Miller will get a clean sheet, or if he does not get a clean sheet, he will have six or more saves.
1: Whoa. After a week where he had, after a game where he had, what, one save all? He's forced into one save. That's right. So I'm just giving
0: myself an out. If he doesn't get the clean sheet, I still got a shot if they hammer him. So that's what I'm going with. Write that down. Write that down. Right now. All right,
1: Dan. Write this down. Uh, What should I do here? Looking at the standings here, trying to come up with one. Write this down. little shocker here because you had him. that they wouldn't finish in the top five. Well, they're tied for first place right now in the Western conference on points alone right now, write this down, Dan, Colorado will win the Western conference. They will finish in first place in the Western. What? Conference.
0: You don't, right? don't you want that a point? Down. Don't you want a point?
1: I want the win. And if I'm going to win, I want to have the boldest of calls.
0: That might be, that might be your worst pick yet. Well, I've been on, i
1: am trying to, I knew earlier this season would score a hat trick. I, I mean, he I'm... scored in like 12 matches.
0: My third one I'm I'm tortured with this and and I can't I gotta I gotta cross off what I had. <laughs> Audrey and Anu and Chicharita will both be kept off the goal sheet <laughs> on Sunday. You you made me do it. Now you know what them, was
1: the one you scribbled
0: off? Write with? that down. Oh, it had to do with yellow cards in the match. That's boring. No, this is much more fun write that down that one was bothering you that one's just it did i tried you could see i tried to push it aside i couldn't do it couldn't do it did my best so there we go
1: (laughs) i didn't even try to dupe you into that one but totally
0: this is too much fun so
1: all right too much fun that's been write that down the tight golden boot race coming down to the wire uh Myself on 19 goals. Dan on 17, possibly 18 goals. We'll get a ruling on that throughout the week. Um, Dan, been fun tonight. We will talk to you yep. on Sunday for Decision Day.
0: Can't wait for Sunday. Have a great week. Check the uh, standings every pretty much every morning this week and see what happens. So it'll be Four, fun.
1: 4.30 p.m. kickoff. 5 p.m. or 4 30 p.m. pre-match excuse me 5 p.m. kickoff over on score north on am 1500 the score north mobile app and live.scorenorth.com do give us a rating and review and a subscription for loon talk anywhere you find your podcast it does help us get found uh go watch us over on score north's youtube feed we are also over there just about a day day and a half after we post the audio feed of this but good talk to you loon fans we will talk to you sunday for decision day
3: hi this is daniel rue the real gm radio podcast And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on, and for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that, and that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins, and this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the see CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio podcast.